Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome to Get The Table, another wrestling roundtable discussion podcast with myself, Adam Wilborn, and the Dudley boys of What Culture, Michael Hamplett and Michael Sidgwick, here to discuss another burning wrestling issue. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on either iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts, where we review Raw, SmackDown, NXT, AEW Dynamite, AEW Rampage, pay-per-views, we have interviews, roundtable discussions like this one, and a round of the week complete with a bloody good quiz, of course, on rest culture. As I said, though, joined by Hamlet and Sidgwick and gents, we are gathered hey, here today yes. after like two bloody years or whatever <laughs> it is uh, to talk about CM Punk's AEW debut, which we all assume is going to be taking place tomorrow night on AEW Rampage. We will, of course, be doing a live stream for that on our YouTube channel. Uh, so do join us for that one as well. But is it going to happen, Michael Sidgwick? <laughs> it's absolutely nailed on to happen. Yeah. It is happening. There is literally one reason why it might not happen, and I don't want to will it into existence. <laughs> yes. But it's got to do with the reason why I've been thoroughly depressed for the past 18 months of my <laughs> goddamn life. So, unforeseen circumstances notwithstanding, it's absolutely happening. And before we get into what's going to happen or what should happen exactly, like we need to put over this viral marketing mm. campaign, it has been absolutely tremendous. I understand that a surprise pop might blow your mind, right? And it might have worked better that way, but I don't really have any sort of... I don't agree with that whatsoever. The idea of what they've done here is with this expert viral marketing campaign, they have sold out their biggest house yet. They have presumably drawn a bit of a monster of a TV rating. They've given you one month of luxurious fantasy booking and hype and excitement. And at the same time, the fact that they still haven't outright confirmed it the fact that they know how much people want it, what they have done is instead of the surprise pop, mm. they are going to generate the, is it really actually going to happen pop, which I think combined with the other factors is so much more potent. This is one of the most brilliant viral marketing campaigns possibly ever in professional wrestling. And what I love most about it is that consistent with AEW's philosophy and how it treats its fans, they trusted us all along to get it. And I'm not being funny. Like, it's not the most arcane cookie monster. Like, I love it. <laughs> but, like, they treat our intelligence with respect. People have loved this. And it's been fantastic. 
wrestling's battled with the confines of kayfabe and what we receive as kayfabe now mm. for the last two decades, maybe more. And this feels like one of the first times that a company has actually mastered having the best of both worlds, getting to enjoy what people know in real life versus what we're supposed to receive on screen as fact. Um, and I think it should go down as one of the great underrated AEW recovery jobs. We always reference the Dark Order and Miro, and hopefully one day we'll get to put Andrade in that column. <laughs> but if you compare and contrast this with poor old Christian's debut at Revolution, a man who was, CM Punk's name was attached to that mm -hmm. debut at the time. They've looked at that. They've looked at maybe what went wrong beyond just like Tony Khan's hyperbole. There were maybe other things about that entire presentation from end to end that like hampered his debut, hampered his run. And look where Christian is at now in line with CM Punk's debut. At the same time, they've fixed both of those issues because you're starting to get faith that AEW will get this part of the process right. It's one of the only things that over and over again, you've been able to say, oh, they're not quite mastering the art of this. This has been a masterpiece of a presentation. You absolutely can get excited for CM Punk being at Rampage tomorrow, but they've somehow managed to go the whole way without naming him once. Mm. Inspired, absolutely inspired stuff. Yeah, breadcrumbs through, obviously, Darby Allen's allusions towards it, MJF and the pipe bomb, and then obviously with the T-shirt. I think it's been spectacular the way that they've, like you say, said it, but not really said it, but it isn't, a thing where we've just invented it and said, oh, someone's going to be a surprise appearance at Rampage. It's Chicago. It's the first dance, blah, blah, blah. Um, before we get into like what we should expect, Sige, in terms of like, does he interrupt someone? Does he attack someone? Et cetera, et cetera. Where on the show will this go? Because you, you assume automatically, or if you're going to bring him out, you do it in the main event and you get... But then again, I suppose the other argument is if you do it right at the beginning, people go, oh, bloody hell, I need to see what's going on on Rampage. How do you think they're going to do this? I think they're going to tease it and tease it yeah. and tease it until the final segment. I think there are three matches, if I recall correctly, mm -hmm. on the show. I expect at least one or two moves, like famous moves from CM Punk's Arsenal. Not like the Pepsi plunge or anything like that. <laughs> but like someone might tease a go to sleep. Someone might do a flying elbow. Just like a continuation of what we've seen. They want to ramp up that expectation because basically they want a long hour of people watching the entire show if people are just tuning in for cm punk then they risk viewership drop off and they want the prevailing lasting memory to be of cm punk they don't want cm punk at the start sets up an angle for all out it's going to be absolutely incredible and then it ends on like not being funny like it's gonna be a really good tag team match a really fun tag team match but if that's your main event the lasting memory of like the first dance like, it has to be cm punk debuting at the end mm -hmm and to keep fans on the hook. And it's a strategic thing to do. They want to retain viewership for that full hour to get the maximum rating possible. Tease, 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 tease. Basically, more of the same. And we'll talk more about this on our AW Rampage preview tomorrow as well, of course, Sige. But a hell of a th thing to introduce people to if they're just like, not watch wrestling, you know, talk to how many times about lapsed wrestling fans. If they tune in and they see something like Moxley versus Danny Garcia, you're going to be sticking around, obviously, for, for Punk, but it's a hell of an introduction to, to what AEW offers as well. Yes, absolutely. My only complaint is that I think they should have switched around um, the tag team eliminator matches. Mm. Like, if Jungle Boy comes out of Baltimore, and this is the first thing a lot of lapsed fans, curious fans, like loads of fans basically see, an entire arena of 14,000 people going ballistic at this incredibly handsome baby face... That's a good way to start. But at the same time, I would have put Phoenix on there. Mm. I, he's like an inc it, Phoenix is unbelievable. And if you want people to grasp what wrestling is or can be in 2021, 
I think you should put him in the ring. But as soon as I mentioned Jungle Boy and Baltimore, I talk myself out of it. <laughs> Laps fans are the ones, I think, the most relevant and the most vital for this episode as well in terms of the big number they're going to hope to get. Speaking from personal experience, as I'm sure you both have, the people that message you from outside of wrestling mm. that you used to watch will be asking you questions about what they might have seen about CM Punk. So you can say, well, he's coming this Friday, watch this show. Um, WWE's argument in the past has been to bring this big star out at the start of an episode of Raw, but this is not a three-hour television show where you've got to drop them in early and then hope that people stick around. This is one hour. If we're talking about lapsed fans, they're people that have understood wrestling once before, and an hour is not an exhausting amount of time mm. to stay put for the big finish. Ordinarily, even maybe on a two-hour show, there will be the justification to put CM Punk on first. That first, like, huge bap from that loud crowd that are just desperate to get the noise out. But this is not that. This is, what, 48 minutes? An hour with commercials? A fan that has watched CM Punk before will wait one hour to see that moment. So I think it does, like, behoove them to uh, save it till the very last moment. Not least if it is Moxley and Garcia last, because the Moxley face-off, if it even is that, is just one of numerous satisfying potential teasers. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Yeah, let's get into what we could or should expect, Hamlet, because I suppose it, you're sort of rolling it into one because we've got who he's going to interact with and, and how that's going to manifest itself. Is he going to, you know, just appear, lights off, lights on sort of thing? Is he going to walk out on the stage? Is he going to have court of personality? Is he going to attack someone? I mean, I, I assume he's not going to wrestle, but it's, it's all up in the air. And like you alluded to, Sid, with with the fact that we all sort of know it's already happening, you can do these sort of dream scenarios. AEW, as the wrestling buffet, feels yet again like the perfect comparison point because this is just a buffet of wrestling tropes and you can pick your favourite and they all make sense because CM Punk has such a unique star power amongst wrestling fans. There's not really many bad CM Punk pitches. Um, there's several wrestlers that you can position him up against. Um, on Dynamite, MJF seemed to free himself a little bit mm -hmm. of Chris Jericho and the Inner Circle. He's one of the wrestlers that has done one of the teasers, that's dropped one of the hooks, used one of his lines. Um, Darby Allen 
hasn't got a match on Rampage. And based on week one of Rampage, it's quite a slick and solid formula of match, post-match interview, next match. So there's no real room for him to do it unless he comes out and drops something that I think you'd pitch this week, like an open challenge, something along those lines. Um, There's a roster full of people that people can't wait to see fight CM Punk. If any of them even just drop a reference earlier on in the show (laughs) in their brief one-minute interview slot they've got in between the matches, then they suddenly become somebody that exists in CM Punk's orbit. Um, I don't know if less is more for night one. The people that are going to be in attendance are going to want to hear his entrance, whatever music he chooses, see him in the flesh, maybe see a brief stare down, but possibly have him say nothing. I do wonder if less is more because it's still pro wrestling and you've still got to think about the next week. And CM Punk Speaks is a graphic that I can already see advertised for the all-out Dynamite go-home show. Mm. So it just feels like the less I can get away with without feeling like they're ripping anybody off, the better. I don't mean that in the old-fashioned carny pro wrestling sense because this can still be very rewarding. But you really don't need to give people a lot for this to feel like a payoff. It's not going to feel like a rip-off if you only get him a huge entrance and him coming out and something very short, better than change the culture, but something as short as that off the air, I think that would do enough. I mean, you could have him literally not interrupt or, uh, you know, confront anyone. It could just physically be CM Punk out there in an AEW ring, which would be, you know, astonishing enough as as, as we a situation we're in in 2021. But he's mentioned there, Darby Allen, MJF, uh, Moxley's obviously going to be wrestling on the show. I mean, obviously Kenny Omega's big, busier all out, but that could easily be something that they lead to, especially with the T-shirt thing that we've seen in recent weeks on Dynamite. What do you think, Sitch? Well, I've got a fantasy booking scenario, but it's just one idea that I've got. But one of the genius bits about this entire presentation is that, as Hamlet's pointed out, MJF's alluded to him. He's got nothing to do with All Out. MJF has alluded to him. He's got nothing to do Mm. at All Out. Kenny Omega has made the heaviest illusions and he's occupied until full gear. If in fact, <laughs> they've still got a way around to do the hangman page thing, which they obviously will. Um, this is all completely brilliant, but my particular idea is as follows. You've got three matches, which should occupy most of that first hour. And if you look at the various alliances that have been drawn on dynamite over the past two or three weeks, they kind of got my uh, gears wearing a little bit. I think Darby Allen is the guy he's going to work with mm-hmm. at, um, all out when he was asked on twitter do you watch AEW? and who are you impressed with cm punk responded on twitter this is well before the rumors started to swirl um he said he liked and i'm paraphrasing off the top of my head here i think he said he liked brian pillman jr starks powerhouse hobbs i think there's one more and he said dobbs and at the time i'm thinking if you've got a nickname for him do you talk to him <laughs> or do you just like him so much that you've decided to got like a nickname for him so I'm thinking he really wants to work with Darby Allen. And if you looked at the um, advert on last night's Dynamite, they said, Darby Allen's very close to becoming the best in the world. I think it's got to do with Darby mm-hmm. Allen. If you look at the players on this card, on this um, upcoming Rampage on Friday, you've got Private Party versus Jurassic Express. Mm-hmm. He's not making his presence felt there. Jade Cargill versus Kira Hogan, mm-hmm. I believe. Yep. He's not making his presence felt there for obvious reasons. That leaves John Moxie versus uh, Daniel Garcia, right? Now, I'm thinking about this. John Moxley's going to go over Daniel Garcia. It's going to be a great match, but he's going over. Who's Daniel Garcia aligned with? 2.0. Oh, don't do this to me. 2.0, <laughs> after John Moxley beats Daniel Garcia, can storm the ring and do a beatdown. Who's John Moxley aligned with of late? Eddie Kingston Sting. And it's awesome. It's like this ridiculous <laughs> dream stable. So you get Darby Allen, Eddie Kingston, and Sting. What a collection of names. Come out. 
to save John Moxley from 2.0 Garcia. That's four on three babyface stuff, right? Eddie Kingston, Sting, and Moxley ward off 2.0 and Garcia. Three on three, it goes into the bleachers, mm-hmm. the stands, the crowd. They go wild. Darby Allen doesn't have to do this. It wouldn't be a babyface move. It would be bitch AF, in fact, if it's four <laughs> on three. Darby Allen, in my scenario, senses this, stays in the ring. The fight between the six men sprawling out. He turns around very slowly to face the stage. Everyone in that arena knows. Yeah. They are basically buying a ticket for this pop. The sudden realization of, oh, this is when it happens. Massive booming CM Punk chance even before. And I think he should have serious. It'll be hilarious having like a punk rocker coming out with a prog rock song. <laughs> but that's just pro wrestling for you. Serious. Then the like the transmission interruption, cult of personality. You get one of the biggest, greatest professional wrestling pops of all time. Face to face. Jim Ross going mad. Chris Jericho, I love you. I thought your match last night was great. Don't go too ballistic. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Everyone goes ballistic at commentary. In the crowd. Stare down. Fade to black. That's the end of your show. And that is the start of the discourse on Twitter. One thing I was going to ask both of you, actually, because I've seen this a lot as well on Twitter, back and forth of people suggesting, MJF in particular, but any any heel to come out on Friday night to Cult of Personality, lean into that or save that? Because we know that's the almost the trigger for CM Punk coming out. Would you steer clear of anyone else using that? Because I feel like you don't need to get that much heel heat for someone on this. And it's, I don't know. I'd love to know your thoughts. I like it. I read a tweet a few people have had this idea because it's a great one. I read the tweet thinking MJF should come out of Cult of Personality, but the thing is you don't want to diminish that pop. That's what I was thinking, yeah. Like, if you do that, if you do the fake out, people are already going to be apprehensive about the next time they hear the music. I don't see the reason to dull the pop. It'd be a fantastic mega move, but at the same time, just give fans what they want. They want the actual pop. One way around it is if you have MJF come out to the AFI song and people think that's punk, and then when they hear Cult of Personality, that's when they know. But now nah, keep it simple. Don't get too clever. There's one pop you want here for me. It's a sensory thing, isn't it? The first time you're going to hear that, it's got to be for him. Because you are there. Like that diluting the pop, that troll move from a heel. Let's say it's MJF in this example. It does. It's It will, di- even though it's CM Punk, it will dilute if he comes out last to the music at the end. There are... Perfectly acceptable ways to do something similar without doing that. If you did open the show, considering that there's matches and you've kind of got to get to them, um, if it was MJF, we were talking today, I'd love it if Dan Lambert just came and called <laughs> Chicago worse than dirt. And so the problem with you people is it's a cult of personality around here and then just carries on and on for this massive rant and they just hate him and they're just built up into a frenzy and they've heard those words. They started to associate those things for popping for their favourite, their hero, their biggest baby face. There's ways to do it. They've been elegant enough as it is on television you only need to do it for one more night. I think there are probably times in feuds for things like using mm. his music, using his iconography. I can already see MJF doing a mocking version of the wrist roll thing and pulling his face. <laughs> All that stuff is there to do, but probably not on this night. Yeah, you could do it like, we'll talk in a second about the, the follow-ups to all this on Dynamite and whatever. You could do it on Dynamite and it, mm-hmm. doesn't, it doesn't diminish that whatsoever. And yeah, I just... I feel like it reminds me a little bit of when uh, Dean Ambrose, as he was, or when he was talking about being Dean Ambrose, when they had him brought, brought when Seth brought him back, and he sort of alluded to, "Oh, I'm going to have a you know a lunatic in my mm. corner," and then he says Dean Ambrose, and then in Dean's music hits, it sort of staggers it, and like you say, it just undercuts everything. Um, in terms of the future for for what what's next for him, is it 
is it an appearance immediately on Dynamite? Do you keep him solely on Rampage? What happens with him at All Out? What, what do you think, Hamlet? I love the potential old school quality of a brief appearance selling a TV appearance, which sells a pay-per-view. It is a reminder of the idea that wrestlers are supposed to be money and ratings drawing stars. And this will already, you would hope, do a big number for Rampage on the tees. You hopefully do an even bigger one on Dynamite. And then, of course, you probably draw your highest ever pay-per-view mm. buyer out with the idea of CM Punk's return to the ring against one of your highest drawing homegrown stars, if indeed it is Darby Allen. Um that's probably going to outdraw an exploding barbed wire death match. And how much does that speak to the star appeal of a pro wrestler? The way it used to be, and in some cases, the way it probably should be, because we need measurables and we need metrics, and CM Punk is going to be one. Um, beyond All Out, I'm not really in a great rush to have CM Punk become a regular, as it were. I think you've got this great match, you've got the kind of like the, the moment of CM Punk putting the trunks on again and seeing what he can still do like seeing just how he looks and how he feels in the ring. But I would say you try and retain that specialness after the fact. Punk's power was as great as he was on his best day as a wrestler. His power was still when the microphone was in his hand. And think of the value you're going to get in the company where wrestlers can express self. He was good under the fairly tight constraints of WWE. Imagine what he'll be like as a semi-regular on Dynamite. I don't want to like drag any one particular AEW worker, but the last thing you want is say after three or four weeks, see CM Punk up against an AEW mid-card mm. in one of those predictable, we know is going to win, go to sleep, eight minutes, set up the next feud. I think they're a long way off even needing him to be that. Um, you've got, again, this is, we'll probably end up in a podcast on this guy. You've got someone like a Daniel Bryan coming in, who to me feels so much more perfect as the one that wants to wrestle. Mm. And he's a guy that's going to wrestle 10 times for every time CM Punk wrestles twice. That could become a story down the line. I came in, I was a workhorse. You wanted to be a big star. You know, there's all sorts of things you can do there. I think retaining this feeling we've all got right now is integral to the long-term success of CM Punk and AEW, and I hope they don't rush into too much with it. I kind of have to disagree. If I'm looking at the marketing, and I know it's just Michael Jordan stuff, because the <laughs> Chicago element and the arena and all the rest of it. If I'm not mistaken, the whole idea of bringing CM Punk back in wrestling terms, it's like having... Michael Jordan come back to the Bulls after that year away playing baseball. They want to promote him, I think, as this legend who's simply back. Great comeback story, all the rest of it. How great is it that he completely lost his passion? There was a company so fantastic that it brought him back. Mm -hmm. I think he's coming back to play a... The good thing about this is that there's no really... There's not really such a thing as a regular on AEW Dynamite. They do such a great job, mostly, of, like, rotating their cast. Mm. And... Yeah, I don't think we'll get sick of CM Punk. And if they're, I know it's just marketing, but I think the idea is, this is Jordan coming back from baseball to win three more rings for the Bulls, you know, to just resume his career, mm. as you were. Finally, obviously we're expecting this to do huge numbers. For once, I'm in agreement with you about staying up at ridiculously late <laughs> time in, in, in the UK to, to catch this live, just to get the... The, the reaction, uh, and as I said, we're going to be doing a live stream for it as, as well, of course. In terms of ratings, what's reasonable to expect? Because some people will say ridiculous numbers. To if they don't get five million, it's a failure. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, and, you know, let's not forget this is 10 p.m. on a on a Friday, and, and no doubt I'm assuming SmackDown may do some sort of over. I don't really know how WWE are going to counteract that, and we're not really here to talk about Got that. Not left. So. What do you, you have Roman Reigns beat up a jobber called Phil? <laughs> <laughs> That's what they're going to do. But what, what, what Herb Abrams? <laughs> what, are you, uh, what 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 rating are you hoping for? What rating are you predicting? I think we'll clear seven figures for this. Mm. Like 
I know it's anecdotal, but people are like mad into this on my t- timeline. Mm. Like if you date it all the way back, WWE's significant viewership decline, the one that accelerates beyond normal cable patterns. A lot of it started at the Royal Rumble 2015. I think Brandon Thurston of WrestleNomics mm-hmm. is a great follow, great analyst. He did this incredible data deep dive wherein Royal Rumble 2015, ironically, no one canceled the WWE Network, but people did gradually think, I'm never getting listened to, am I, if they're going with Roman Reigns. I mean, he was a great performer even then, but, you know, everyone knows the story. He was a symbol of the office. There was no real, like, harsh takes on the guy behind the persona. But everything seemed to converge. Roman Reigns was getting overpushed. 2015 was, like, the most absurd parody of how to push a superstar. (laughs) At the same time, CM Punk had already left. Um... Daniel Bryan, people just kind of got the message very explicitly, very clearly. Oh, yeah, they don't want to do anything with him. And I think all of that sentiment of, oh, we can defy this machine to get what we want at WrestleMania 30. Royal Rumble 15 was a time where it was like, I'm not having this. It's a waste of my time to invest even in a sort of wave of defiance. A lot of people, Mark... Aaron, Abigail, Triple H, <laughs> Annabelle, they all stopped watching A to Z, not just your mate, Mark, pal. A lot of them left, and seven years is a long time, but a lot of them left because they thought, oh, CM Punk and Daniel Bryan, I really like them. Look at how loud we were in the arenas. The guy's got a lot of lapsed fans. Mm. The guy got a lot of people back into wrestling. Um, I think this will clear a million without a problem. I, yeah, I agree. I think he didn't just get a lot of people back into wrestling. I get the sense he got a lot of people into wrestling with a, like, old and great of the online wrestling fan base, like, for the most part now. Like, the people that got in through Hogan Don't or forget Warrior. Fat. <laughs> Hogan or Warrior or whoever, they're, you know, a lot of them are aging out. WWE are clinging on to them for their core audience for dear life. <laughs> but they're certainly, like, they've either just found something else to do. There is a younger crowd that found wrestling through the pipe bomb, let alone came back to it. Mm. Um they might have not found it for very long because they probably weren't satisfied with the story that followed off the back of it. But the promo was so incredible and it had people old and new like finding it and putting it over and things like that. I'm not so sure that, yeah, anything has potentially existed quite like CM Punk to kind of keep them satisfied and keep them on a the hook as wrestling fans. This won't just be, um, you know, laps fans tune in that your yeah, mate are texting you, oh, should I watch this show tonight? It's going to be all the AEW fans that would normally watch Dynamite that haven't yet in episode one quite found the time for Rampage. People are going to be planning for this. It, Dynamite has managed to crack a million quite a lot lately. That's your minimum, I think, for this Rampage. Mm. I don't, I'm not going to go crazy and say they're going to do like a million and a half for a late night Friday show. But you're going to get one of them Dynamite numbers, maybe the 1.1, 1.2, plus any extras that CM Punk himself has brought back. I don't even think it's a wild prediction to think seven figures. Two might be a bit daft. I think there'll be people that are looking at, as you say, the five million or whatever it is. Somebody will have made up a figure that this will be considered a failure if it doesn't hit. But I don't think that's what we need to look at. AEW has absorbed a lot of that disenfranchised WWE audience who dropped off around 2015, 2016, 2018, 2019, 2020, 2021. So it's not as if like millions and millions of, oh God, CM Punk's back. I can watch wrestling again. Like I'm not naive a lot of them have been absorbed into aew but i do expect um a 1.1 million that would be my prediction um look it's not going to move attitude era numbers the best they can hope for with the dual arrivals of punk and danielson i love calling them danielson again (laughs) it's a mark for danielson just a mark in general um white (laughs) basically (laughs) no more bs 
I think they're chasing demos. You'll never get Attitude Era ratings ever again. The TV landscape has totally, completely changed. I think they're going to chase demos, and I think they're going to do it uh, very, very quickly on the back of these two names. Well, let us know what you expect for CM Punk's AEW debut, presumably tomorrow night on AEW Rampage in the comments or on Twitter at WhatCultureWWE. Watch that. You can follow all three of us. You can follow Michael Hamflit at... Michael Hamflit. Follow Michael Sidgwick at... M. Sidgwick. Follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all, as I said, at WhatCultureWWE. And make sure you subscribe to WhatCulture Wrestling, wherever you get your podcast from, for daily wrestling podcasts. And join us tomorrow night, or I suppose... Saturday morning in the UK for a, our AEW Rampage live stream. Very, very exciting. Almost as exciting as being back in the office with these two. Thank you very much for watching and we will see you soon. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.